We are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down. As long as we are confident and you know, the tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. Help build America into the greatest nation in the history of the world. Good morning. It's Freedom Friday. And it's December. Where we say Merry Christmas, not Happy Holidays. When things go wrong, as they sometimes will, when the road you're trudging seems all uphill, when the funds are low and the debts are high, and you want to smile, but you have to sigh. When care is pressing you down a bit, rest if you must, but don't you quit. Life is queer with its twists and turns as every one of us sometimes learns and many a failure turns about when he might have won and he stuck it out don't give up though the pace seems slow you may succeed with another blow often the goal is nearer than it seems to a faint and faltering man. Often the struggler has given up when he might have captured the victor's cup. And he learned too late when the night slipped down how close he was to the golden crown. Success is failure turned inside out. The silver tint of the clouds of doubt. And you never can tell how close you are. It may be near when it seems afar. 
So stick to the fight when your hardest hits. It's when things seem worst that you mustn't quit. And quit we will not. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Hope you're all doing great. It is Freedom Friday. Freedom Friday. And it's the first day of December, Christmas month, where again, I'm one of those people that annoys me. Oh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. That's that's it. That's it. There's no room for anything else. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, listen, do me a favor and hit the uh hit the thumbs up, hit the like, share the link. Near and far. It's really been helping. You guys have been doing great. Good morning, everyone in the chat. Who's killing who's killing Bambi? Jonathan Allen. You're in the woods? Are you in the tree stand right now? You got Bambi's mom yesterday? You ever make uh uh venison jerky? That's it. I've had I've had beer jerky, and the only thing I've ever had from from a deer is a venison stew, and it was years and years and years ago. And it was it was it was good. And then after that, I tried a piece of venison that somebody failed at making, and it was really gamey, and it ruined me. And then I have friends that are like, no, 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 you just you know it's got to be cooked right. They didn't cook it right, and that happens. And I'm like, ugh. It was so disgusting, but I'm willing to give it another try. I hope you get one. All right. Hit the thumbs up. Let's get going here. We got a lot. We got a lot of videos today. Got a bunch of stuff. So listen, I did not watch that ridiculous debate last night. I saw like maybe two or three short clips. It just, the both of them. A garbage, and it. I got to be honest for a minute, because you know Ron DeSantis he, he's showing his true colors, running against Donald Trump, and um, I'm glad it, it unfolded the way it did, and I've said this before, but it's really disappointing because on the other side of it, if we have to be completely honest with each other. You know, Ron DeSantis was supposed to be, and again, he proved that he's not, but it's disappointing where he was supposed to be this, I don't know if I want to call him a, I don't even know what I want to call him. Well, now I want to call him shit. But he was supposed to be somebody up and coming, hoping that he would be the next America first guy. And it's obviously not. He, he's obviously not. He succumbed to the establishment and the people around him. But to sit there, and the clips that I've seen, maybe, maybe i got to watch more of them, to, to see that Gruesome Newsome was destroying him, and then DeSantis' desperate morons on Twitter swearing that he was the victor in the, va- in the debate. I, I couldn't tell you if he was or not. Just from the clips I've seen, he, he looked like a complete moron. And it was interesting when Gavin Newsom, I saw the one clip. Well, there's one thing that's true is you or I will not be the 2024 nominee for uh, for president, which I found interesting that Gavin Newsom said that. And from what I understand throughout the debate, he did make it somewhat clear 
that he has no interest in running for president. I, I don't quite believe it. I don't believe it. But there are people saying on all over social media, you know, Gavin Newsom confirmed he's not running for president. I just I don't know if I believe it. And if not him, then who who if, if that's true, then <clears throat> who is it gonna be? Is it going to be Big Mike? Or are they going to just run Joe Biden until the wheels fall off, until he takes his last breath in the hopes that people hate Donald Trump so much that they will still vote for this corpse in a suit? I watched the debate and Newsom got his ass handed to him by a meatball. Hope we can see Trump debate him as their candidate. It will be a bloodbath. So you said that Newsom got his ass handed to him by a meatball? The clips I've seen, it seemed Newsom was pretty cool, calm, and collective, and he knew how to handle the deflection and you know giving it back to him i you know calling out newsom's shitty policies all right great my thing with gavin new my, my with uh with ronda santis is he's bringing nothing to the table there's nothing new there's no policy there's, there's nothing that he's bringing to the table that donald trump either hasn't said he's going to do started doing or is done <laughs> Yeah, Hillary resurfaced, but that's, that's, I mean, another death sentence for the Dems. I don't know. It's, it's just, it's just stupid. It's, it's, it's just all stupid. I think that debate was stupid. People, I, I just had, they, they, I have no use for them. And the DeSantards are really pissed off because, Trump won't acknowledge DeSantis now other than to make fun of him. And that's the way it should be. He, he's, not even, he's not even polling in double digits anymore. Well, we knew he was going to use Newsom's record against him. I mean, Newsom's a shitty governor. I mean, look at, look at California. But as far as charisma and the way he carries himself, that alone, Newsom wins. Sorry. That alone, Newsom wins. He's cunning, he's charismatic, he's evil. Ron DeSantis is not ready for national politics. He is nowhere near ready for the national stage. Nowhere near ready. The DeSantards, his campaign retards, none of them are ready for big-time national politics, especially when you have Donald Trump in the mix. And Donald Trump should not acknowledge him as far as debates or anything like that. Donald Trump doesn't have to debate. He does not have to. And anyone who's a Republican says, I'm not going to support Donald Trump because he won't debate. Then you haven't been paying attention and you're a fucking moron. Yes. It's so stupid. It really is. There are so many other things to focus on you know, policy, what's being done as far as political persecution and prosecution of the front runner of the Republican Party. It, it's just, it's, it's all noise. It's all noise. The DeSantards should be put in the attic and never seen again. 
I will never, I'll say it again, no matter what, I will never, ever, ever vote for Ron DeSantis. Ever. On any national ticket. Ever. I just, I just won't do it. Sorry. Find someone else. No, I'm not, I'm not interested. Not in 2028. Not in 2032. I think he's going to lose this. I think his marriage is going to be on the rocks. I think Casey DeSantis is going to resent him. And she's going to run for governor in 2026. Or at least explore the option and see how she's received in thinking about it. But fuck them all. It's Freedom Friday. Oh, we're going to have Freedom Friday tonight, 8.30 p.m. James and I will be doing memes of the week and just talking about all the chaos that's ensued over the past week or so. A lot to catch up on with James Curry. So we'll do that tonight, 8.30. I will be live today, 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern on LFA TV, America First Live. That show's been going great. They got a great audience over there. They got a great group. And uh, the, the, the chat's, chat's crazy. And I'm hearing big things again for that network after the first of the year. <clears throat> they got the assistance of Rumble and the backing of Rumble. They're actually rotating through the shows, giving them features, which is pretty cool. They featured a show last week and a week before one of the, uh, one of the shows. And I think, <clears throat> I don't know, I think, well, there's 10 shows in the lineup during the week. And then they have shows on the weekend. And they're adding more after the first of the year. Some of the times are changing. Mine's staying the same, 3 o'clock. And uh, we're closer. Uh, I believe Roger Stone's going to possibly come over and uh, take a slot in prime time, which would be great. And, but, yeah, just a lot, of, uh, a lot of cool things. All right, let's get into some stuff because I have – we've got a lot of video today. Do me a favor. Am I going two hours today? Probably at least an hour and a half, maybe two hours. It depends. I got like 11 video clips and with all of my ranting, most likely. I'm not really on a time constraint today. I'm doing my show at 3 o'clock and pretty much all set up for that. So who knows? Who knows? And I really don't like working on Fridays. I try not to. <laughs> I'm such a... All right, let's get into the first one. Representative Clay Higgins, who... I like. I like the way he talks. I like the way he carries himself. <clears throat> I, I don't think he gets enough spotlight, but I don't think he's also looking for the spotlight, but he's very direct. He's just, um, he's based, and I've had my eye on him for a while, and it, I, I haven't found anything I dislike about him yet. He's from Louisiana. So he was on Newsmax on Chris Salcedo's show, and uh, here, you, here you go. Representative Clay Higgins drops a bomb on Newsmax. Over 200 FBI agents embedded within crowd on January 6th. I think there might be more. FBI agents behind talk of violence in chat groups. Now, they might be F 200 FBI agents, and he might have inside information, but I think that there were more FBI assets in the crowd, meaning not sworn agents, but people who have committed crimes who are now owned by the federal government. You're an informant. This is what you're going to do, or you're going to end up in jail for this crime that you were that you committed that we're keeping you out of prison for, but you're working for us, whether it were like white collar fraud crimes and things like that. That I believe ran rampant on January 6th. And of course you had the agents there and the handlers and everything else, but representative Clay Higgins out of Louisiana joined Chris Salcedo on Newsmax recently to discuss the government operation on January 6th. 
Representative Higgins told Salcedo that at least 200 FBI agents dressed as Trump supporters were in the crowd on January 6th. It was a government operation. This is exactly what J6 political prisoner Jeffrey McKellop told the Gateway Pundit from his prison cell back in March. We're going to go right to the video and we'll hear it for ourselves. Joining me now, Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins. Congressman, Merry Christmas. Glad to see you. You recently grilled FBI Director Christopher Wray regarding the FBI's role on January 6th. Let's play a clip of that for the folks at home. A year later, we the people still do not have a definitive answer from you or anyone else in the Biden administration regarding the FBI presence and participation. Can you confirm that the FBI had that sort of engagement with your own agents embedded within to the crowd on January 6th? If you are asking whether the violence at the Capitol on January 6th was part of some operation orchestrated by FBI sources and or agents, the answer is emphatically You're saying no. No. Hmm. In my opinion, it appears the FBI congressman, as it targets one political party, targets whole religions, has turned into a quasi-secret police force targeting Americans rather than defending us. How do you see it? Yeah, very similar from my perspective, sir. The, the FBI was was not only involved in the act, actions on January 6th from within. They had, uh, I suspect, uh, over 200 agents embedded within the crowd, including agents, or as they would call human assets, uh, inside the Capitol dressed as Trump supporters before the doors were opened. Um, beyond that, the FBI had embedded themselves and infiltrated uh, online chat groups and, and websites and social media accounts across the country with any group that was discussing uh, objections to COVID oppression. And the FBI, you know, effectively infiltrated those groups. And when you track the the text threads and the communications within those groups and find the origins of suggestions of potential violence or or an act of occupation of the Capitol on January 6th, you'll, you'll find that those, those messages were led by members of the groups that ended up to be the FBI agents that had infiltrated the group. So the FBI's involvement was deep, not just on J6, but on the days and weeks and months prior. And of course, the, the video that's just recently been released also showing the Capitol Police welcoming in uh, people into the Capitol, uh, not trying to keep them out as we were led to believe initially, undermining this whole insurrection narrative. Congressman, we're also now learning through new court documents. Special Inquisitor Jack Smith demanded a list of Twitter users that liked or retweeted social media <laughs> posts from President Trump. Congressman, as the Democrats have largely abandoned the Constitution, and with the corruption that we've all witnessed at FBI and DOJ, it doesn't take much imagination to see socialists in the Democrat Party using a list like that for government threats, government intimidation, and government coercion. Can Republicans in good conscience continue to fund a DOJ and its operatives in light of their partisan and what I see as anti-American actions? They will, unfortunately. Conservative Republicans certainly stand against funding 
uh, a DOJ and FBI that's clearly weaponized against American people. 70 of them didn't. We're taking a hard look at rebuilding the whole thing. So let me say regarding Jack Smith and his request for another list of American citizens under some alleged uh, legitimate investigative effort, uh, I'm, I consider it a badge of honor to be on another one of Jack Smith's list. So <laughs> I just say that his, his days are numbered and American patriots are not going to stand idly by, good sir, uh, and, and allow our, our republic to dissolve. We, we are prepared to fight legally and peacefully and within the parameters of the Constitution uh, with every, every ounce of our might and, and focus. Um, the, the leftists will not take our country from us. We, we're standing strong, and I thank you for being a voice of truth and freedom. I like it. I like it. And I think, I think it's important that we do have people like Clay Higgins in Congress. Unfortunately, we have a lot of members of Congress, a lot, that um, just, again, business as usual, 70 of them that have no problem funding the FBI for a new headquarters that they do not need $300 million. Um, it's yeah. Let me share, share Donald Trump's tweets. You're on a list. We, we, we spoke about that yesterday, but it, it's, it is what it is. As, as far as the FBI being involved in January 6th or any federal agency, when they blatantly say no, they're lying. We know this already. We know this. Um, January 6th, just people rotting away in jail. The FBI uh, not only involved in the actions of January 6th from within, but infiltrating online chat groups. They were trying to get people to inform on them, on, on what they labeled as alt-right militia groups. You know, it's crazy. It's, uh, they're going to, they're going to keep pushing this narrative that we are insurrectionists and pay attention to the, pay attention to our representatives who are speaking out against the federal agencies and showing their cards that the FBI and other federal agencies were involved in this Fed surrection, but then pay closer attention to those members of Congress that are not, and that are either just remaining silent on it, keeping keeping their heads low, or saying the opposite, that the FBI had nothing to do with it, that these were uh, rogue Trump supporters that wanted to overthrow the government with no guns, and then also take notice of people like Ken Buck. And yes, he's not running again, but what is he going to do now? He's going to run around to every left-leaning mainstream media outlet and say that if you say January 6th was a peaceful or was a, a, a protest or not an insurrection or that the FBI was involved, that you're lying, any Republican says it, lying to the American people. If you say the 2020 election was stolen, you're lying to the American people because he's positioning himself to campaign against Donald Trump 
and MAGA. And there are people out there on the left and on the right, the so-called right, and I'm, I'm talking about the Ron Meatball DeSantis social media industrial complex, all of the paid influencers, whether it's with campaign money or access to the campaign itself, and to Ron DeSantis, they're turning around saying we need to eliminate MAGA. There are people on the right, the so-called right, like the DeSantards, that's the perfect name for them. I'm sorry. They are mir- they they are mirrored to the left now. They want to eradicate MAGA. There are literal influencers who are DeSantis supporters on Twitter and other social media platforms that are advocating, working very hard to eliminate MAGA. Going as far as saying, uh, I don't remember who tweeted it. It was. MAGA dies when Trump dies. Be patient. And I have said this so many times, and it's, 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 it's dark to talk about, but it, it, needs, um, it, ne- it needs to be said that one day Donald Trump is not going to be here, and we're still going to be here. MAGA is not one man. MAGA is a movement that really was started and propelled by one man. But it it, it stays. MAGA lives forever. Make America Great Again, America First lives on as long as we allow it to. As long as people like us and people after us continue that narrative, that movement, that mission. So, well, I support Santos also. Scaramooch, he supports Santos, says it's a crucifixion. And George Santos has an impeccable conservative voting record. America first all the way. Against giving money to Ukraine and so many other things. And he's going, he, he, he's, he's going crazy on people now, which I love. So, and he just, he just, uh, so yesterday put a resolution out there to uh, get rid of, was it Jamal Brown, the guy who pulled the, uh, the fire alarm and actually uh, pled guilty to it. So, whatever. All these people, I, I just, they're all shit. But when you, when you see, it's interesting, like how, how they, they really think they're DeSantards when, when, this, when this idiot is polling at 8, 10, maybe 12% at best now, they're going to turn around and say, well, MAGA dies when Trump dies, and we have to eradicate MAGA. We have to eliminate MAGA. That is what they're saying openly now on Twitter. It's so toxic. Now I've just, I've actually been, and I wasn't for a while, but I'm blocking certain DeSantis uh, accounts because most of them are anonymous. These people don't even have the balls to show their face or they use their real names. It's just, it's, it's, it's sick. And they're going to come out and they're, they're going to uh, now tell, these are people that at one point believed 
that the 2020 election was stolen, and now they're saying it's not. It's almost as if, and I said this the other day on social media, that the a lot of these larger so-called DeSantis accounts that are completely anonymous for talking name, picture, the whole thing, and have four, five, six, eight thousand followers. I think they're being run by Democrats. I don't think that. I think they are. It's a psyop, and I don't think that they are DeSantis supporters, especially the ones that are out saying we have to like exterminate MAGA, eliminate MAGA. It's like they're. It's a psyop narrative that. There's that many DeSantis supporters that say, that are going to turn out and say that the 2020 election was not stolen, rigged, or had any type of uh, irregularities when these are the people that so also said that there were irregularities or was stolen or rigged for a very long time until Ron DeSantis decided to run for president. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. It does not make sense that all of these DeSantis supporters with anonymous accounts would come out and say MAGA needs to be eliminated and the 2020 election was safe and secure and not stolen or rigged or any irregularities. Donald Trump lost. I, I, I'm not buying it. I've been thinking about it a lot. I'm not buying it. I think it's a PSYOP run by the left to divide the party even more among DeSantis supporters and Trump supporters. And I think they're succeeding. The TDS has Republicans as well, 100% Trump, Trump derangement syndrome. But these are people, like when you have pictures of people, there were pictures going around with some of these anonymous accounts where like they, they take a picture of a MAGA hat and it's in the garbage, right? But still, no face, no name, no real photo. It's possible, but when you're seeing it a lot, to me, it's 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 there's a good chance it's some sort of psyop run by the left, in order to just keep us fighting. <sighs> yeah, whatever. Fuck these people. <laughs> Uh, we, you know, while we're on the January 6th narrative, this was a more of a sickening display of police abuse from the federal cops and the D.C. cops. Cops shove woman to the ground on January 6th as she chokes on deadly CS gas, screams for help, I'm blind, I can't go back, I can't breathe, and they don't care. We saw a video, was it last week, of them just... Unprov unprovoked firing gas grenades and non-lethal, you know, rubber bullets, blowing up a guy's cheek, the whole thing. And, and, and we're going to keep, and I'm going to keep playing them as they are released because they're going to keep coming to surface and we have to keep showing them because people need to be held accountable. Again, rioters or domestic terrorist organizations in Antifa can go into New York City or any, any city and burn police cars and riot and loot and then later on down the road sue the city and that police department and settle for millions of dollars. It's not a conspiracy. It happened. 
Cops are seen tossing a woman to the ground and savagely spraying her and other protesters in the face with CS gas as she screams at the top of her lungs, pleading for help during the January 6th Capitol riot, excuse me, in harrowing police body footage. The woman in a white coat, sunglasses, and a black hat is seen falling backward to the ground after getting shoved by cops. An officer yells, go back, go back, go back, as protesters attempt to render the woman's aid. The police then shove the other protesters as as they attempt to pick her up. Even people just trying to help older women up or whoever off the ground, they were getting attacked. Stand down, stand down. A cop yells at demonstrators, raising their hands in the air. A man in a black leather jacket is seen wrapping his arms around a female demonstrator and turning his back to the police in what appears to be an effort to shield her from getting hit by the cops. I'm blind, I can't breathe. The woman in the white coat screams in a panic after getting tossed to the ground by police and sprayed with tear gas. Help me out here, get me out of here, she wails as she uses her hands to navigate her way around the crowd without vision. Let's see. This, I think, believe is the video. Can you please take her out and help her? The woman's white. She needs help. She's falling. She's falling. I'm not. I'm not trying to push you right now. I'm not trying to push. They don't care. They just sprayed her again. Look. She was just screaming for help, and the guy just comes and sprays everybody. She needs help. Just look, he just grabs her. I'm not, I'm not trying to push you right now. I'm not trying to push. They don't care. Look, sprays her right in the face. This guy don't. Unbelievable. To serve and protect. And, and it, it's so it's so disheartening because, you know, the people there that have the respect for law enforcement, and then that happens. I mean, she, she's physically, there's an issue. She's in a panic. She got maced. She can't see. It's, you know, I mean, she can breathe. I hate that. I can't breathe. You're breathing. Back on my medic days. I can't breathe. You're breathing just fine. Then somebody says she needs help. He gets pushed out of the way. Someone other, other woman gets pushed to the ground. And then some moron comes and just sprays everybody. I'm just going to spray every. I'm going to, and then sprays her right in the face. And nobody, it's, it's really messed up. It, it, it's just, while pleading for assistance, a cop is seen shoving it to the ground a second time. A man in a brown jacket intervenes, asking the police to escort her away from the ruckus. Can you please take her out? She needs help. He tells an officer she keeps falling. She's old. The man uses his arm to shield the officer from striking him. 
I'm not trying to push you right now, he says, before he also gets shoved by a cop. Seconds later, another officer mercilessly sprayed the crowd with CS gas from close range, standing just feet away from the protesters, dousing them and the distressed woman in the white coat in the face with the chemical agent. Derek Chauvin, a former police officer convicted of killing George Floyd, is in prison for this same conduct. Meanwhile, George Floyd died from a fentanyl overdose. The woman who begged for help and a safe exit as police violently attacked demonstrators has not been identified, but will likely be doxxed by sedition hunters, terrorized by the FBI in a pre-dawn raid, and face years of prison time for obstructing the official proceeding if she is not already a January 6th defendant, if they can identify her from this video that's been released. That's another problem. Well, I don't know about that. The videos are being released to the public. I'm imagining, though, that the FBI, federal agencies already had a- have access to it all. You know, some people speculate, well, releasing these videos could be a double-edged sword where now it's going to identify more people and it's going to uh, cause more FBI raids. But I don't know. I don't know how much I believe that if. I mean, do you think the FBI already has the tapes? I'd imagine that they already have access to the tapes, the DOJ, right? to hunt these people and the facial recognition. I don't think it's, oh, they we're releasing the tapes to the public and now the FBI has them. I don't think that's the case. I don't know if uh, we, you know, that hasn't been confirmed or not. So I don't know if the, the narrative of, well, now more people are going to get arrested. I don't know. And we watched the tapes, was it earlier this week or the end of last week where the cops were beating that elderly guy with the gray hair he had his hands up and then the other guy was had his hands up and the cop was literally macing him in the face as he had his hands up like please help me and he's macing him in the face they're yelling and screaming to keep shooting exposure to cs chemical gas exposure to cs gas a chemical weapon banned in war causes a burning sensation and tearing of the eyes to the extent that the subject cannot keep their eyes open CS gas activates pain re- receptors, igniting severe burning irritation of the mucous membranes. The eyes, nose, mouth, throat, and skin, resulting in profuse coughing, nasal mucus discharge, disorientation, and difficulty breathing, which is completely incapacitating the subject. It can also cause exaggerated muscle cramping in the eye and sensitivity to light, which leads to eye closure and difficulty in swallowing and pure panic. In some cases, CS gas can cause an asthma attack or swelling in the area that could potentially lead to asphyxiation or death, depending on if you have a respiratory disease or anything like that, like asthma, COPD, things like that. According to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, long-lasting exposure to CS gas can cause lethal chemical burns or respiratory failure. They have this other article that came out with all the January 6th police body cam footage, at least a lot of it anyway, even for some of the cops who they had... uh, testifying in the January 6th kangaroo committee. So, and that's not the house security camera footage. That's, oh, that's separate. So hopefully a lot of that is, is exposing some wrongdoing. And then you have this guy, Tommy Tatum, who attended the January 6th protest has devoted nearly three years to investigating the events of January 6th after nearly getting killed during the riot 
and spent the last and spent past five days examining the police body cam footage. Tatum was on the ground alongside Roseanne Boylan and witness officer Leela Morris incessantly beat Boylan's unconscious body outside the tunnel. Jesus Christ. While investigating the footage, he discovered the woman in the white coat screaming for help among countless instances of police brutality during the protest of the stolen 2020 presidential election. <clears throat> it's important to remember that moments before the video of the woman screaming that she is blind starts, the police had to just inadvertently gassed the entire police line along with the crowd of protesters at approximately 2.30 p.m. That is, a, that is probably why the woman is screaming in an agony, Tatum told the Gateway Pundit in an exclusive interview. Everything was normal on January 6th until the first shot from the less lethal team was fired, visibly injuring a protester. Is this guy, Joshua Black. At 1.07 p.m., police fired a rubber bullet into Joshua Black's left cheek, and he immediately began profusely bleeding from his face because they exploded his cheek through and through. <clears throat> if this guy isn't suing, uh, let's see. <laughs> see him come by there he is they don't even help the guy like look sorry we shot you get the hell out of here look at the hole in his cheek it's gauze hanging out of his cheek where are all the guns? All I see is cameras. Insurrection. Spicy. Yeah. Like, uh, I ordered the extra hot. I got it. Yeah, these are people that are ready to go and take down the government with their cameras, right? And their Trump flags. Who's inciting the violence? It's sure not Donald Trump. Sure seems to be um, the Capitol Police, Ray Epps types, FBI agitators that are in the crowd and got their commands to, you know, start doing what they need to do to agitate more. It is embarrassing. Job's dead, right? And you imagine working with people like this as cops. How many cops... That were there. Seriously. I know what they said like four committed suicide from after January 6th. Which when you see the footage of how police treated American citizens and instigated this nonsense, it makes you think what the real reason is those police officers killed themselves. 
do they have that much guilt of what they've done to people? Maybe they knew. Like they, they well, they obviously knew what they did to people. Maybe those people that those cops that committed suicide just, just couldn't live what they've done to people and knew at some point it was going to come to light or they just really just sat down and said, what the fuck did I do? What did I involve myself in? And they couldn't handle it. Maybe that's maybe now we're seeing the reason why those police officers took their own lives. Not happy about it. Just think about it. I didn't think about it until just now. And because my my thought process was, how many? I don't want to watch any more of this of this shit. How many more? But how many cops right now that were there are now living with this, oh, wow, I, I really, I really fucked up. What did I do? Right, I think it was four. Does anybody, can anybody confirm that? Was it four Capitol Police officers that had committed suicide since January 6th? And how many have retired and what were the reasons for their retirement? And were there any that, I'm, this is actually something good that I, I don't know if it's been followed up on. How many Capitol Police or D.C. police officers have left service within the past two years, let's say? Maybe even early, either they hit retirement age, they went out on medical, or they just left or resigned or something. Because with all this police footage that is, that is surfacing to the public for the first time, I think those are questions that need to be asked and, and that needs to be investigated. Hence the reason why we need another January 6th committee. I think we need a January 6th committee solely on law enforcement's operations and actions of that day. That's that's what I think needs to happen. I think that needs to happen. ASAP. All right, enough of the doom and gloom of January 6th. It sucks, but you know what, people? It's going to keep, more information is going to keep resurfacing. And as long as I'm seeing it, I'm talking about it. Because again, you know, I was on the three o'clock show yesterday talking about election integrity and how there are, there are uh, a Florida organization has uh, wrote a letter to Speaker Johnson and has this call to action to call his office. And I live on the show, I called Speaker Johnson's office yesterday and spoke to a staffer and said, listen, I'm, I'm demanding an election integrity hearing that the Speaker of the House and other Republicans band together and do something about these, Ill, these uh, very easily hackable voting machines. And there were people in the chat who were taking down the phone number and who were vowing to make phone calls. And again, I ask everybody to make phone calls to their representative, to Speaker Johnson's office directly, to speak to a staffer, make the phone lines melt. I'll be making more phone calls today between shows. We need an election integrity hearings. We need a January 6th committee hearing. We need an investigation into law enforcement's operations and actions of that day. I can't imagine the shame and guilt and you know what? Well-deserved because you were, you, they were part of it. So these police officers that acted this way, I hope 
some of them are feeling shame and guilt. I don't want them to take their own lives. I love for them. I love for some whistleblowers in law enforcement to come forward and say, I was there that day and this is what I was told to do. And this is what we did. And I'm ashamed and we shouldn't have acted that way towards American citizens who were armed with cameras. There were no guns. They weren't throwing Molotov cocktails. There were no torches and pitchforks. It's fucked up, man. It really is. It really is. Oh, wow. Literally only got through the first two things I wanted to get through. See, I talk too much. You know what? We're going to keep continuing, but you know what? It's time. The best cigar commercial of all time. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke Patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars, a premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, all Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America, and God bless Patriot cigars. MyPatriotCigars.com. Today is the absolute last day to use promo code TURKEY for 40% off the entire website. Because tomorrow you're going to have to use promo code MAGA to get 25% off. But I'm imagining there might be another sale coming in December. We'll see. But today, promo code TURKEY, MyPatriotCigars.com, 40% off the entire website. So get over there, get cigars, buy cigars for deployed service members, and you can still use the promo code TURKEY and get 40% off that. And as always, you get free shipping on orders oh, over 100 bucks. So get over there, mypatriotcigars.com. Promo code TURKEY today, last day, 40% off. So get over there and do it. Help build the brand so I can keep the lights on. Because that light, that, that neon cigar sign behind me, if for one reason, if for some reason you see it off, that's because I can't, I can't pay the electric bill and I got to start picking and choosing what I keep on because you're not ordering cigars. <laughs> so, yeah, you can use promo code APU also, but not today because that's only going to get you 25%. So you can use that tomorrow. I don't really care which code you use for 25% off. doesn't matter to me. But uh, today, promo code TURKEY, 40% off. <laughs> I give him a sandwich. That's great. All right, moving on. Here we go. This is great, too, because this shows the intelligence level of the DeSantis campaign and all the retards that are over there and, the, and his so-called supporters. 
Trump says he's honored to have Black Lives Matter leaders endorsement. This is great. This guy, the leader of Black Lives Matter from Rhode Island, breaks his silence and comes out and says the Democratic Party is not for us. The Biden regime basically abandoned us, and I want to stump for Trump because I looked into him, and wow, and realizing that they are an exploited group, uh, an exploited race by white racist liberals. And the DeSantis idiots went on this whole tirade about, I can't believe that Donald Trump is accepting an endorsement from Black Lives Matter. Shut up, you morons. First of all, they have no idea how national elections work. They they think... They're just so bitter and aggravated. My thing is, I don't care what walk of life you come from, what political ideology you may have, what political stance you might have, whatever it might be. I may not agree with it. But if you're seeing the light, if you're seeing the light and realizing how shitty Democrats are and how evil they are, and that you may have been duped and you may have been brainwashed to do things and operate a certain way and speak a certain way and protest a certain way. And then like, wow, th- th- this is, this is ridiculous. I'm going to vote for Donald Trump. I'm okay with that. And everybody should be okay with that, especially after the primary in a national election. Donald Trump is getting more and more support from the black community than ever before between there's like nine or so rappers that have come out publicly for Donald Trump at their concerts in public, like publicly, like we need to vote for Donald Trump. You have a black lives matter leader from Rhode Island saying that he endorsed him because the democratic party is not for them. And I'm here for it. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. If Donald Trump gets 12 to 15% of the black vote in the general, it's over. Joe Biden is losing the support of the of the blacks. Democrats are losing support of the blacks because they are opening their eyes and realizing they've been exploited for so long. And whose fault is it? White racist liberals. Former President Donald Trump has responded to Black Lives Matter Rhode Island leader Mark Fisher saying that he has endorsed him because the Democratic Party is not for us. Let's let's go right to the video. Lives Matter, Rhode Island. Mark Fisher. Mark, thanks so much for joining the program. Um, you know, this is my favorite story of the day because it identifies with what I've seen in the barbershop. All the brothers, for some reason, right now, are turning tides right now, and I, I just wonder what is the big reason. We know the reason. I think personally, it's the duplicity of the Democrats, mm. the hypocrisy. Um, we're not stupid. The brothers are not stupid. We, we understand when someone's for us and when someone is not. And it's obvious that the Democratic Party is not for us. Yeah, I, I can't. Their, party, their, their policies actually strike at the heart of the black family and the nuclear family. Boom. Yeah. So, you know, you were a part of Black Lives Matter. Uh, you founded it there. 
And now you're saying you're, you're not saying the entire Republican Party. You're saying Donald Trump. So what is it about Donald Trump? Is it the economics? Uh, you noted the black family. What is it going to take for him to sure up this support amongst uh, black voters? Well, I just I just think that it's going to take information. A lot of people are misinformed. They don't really understand because they don't educate themselves on, on Donald Trump as a person and his history. Um, but if they do that, and it's going to take, you know, leaders, educated leaders, getting the word out there. Uh, Black I think leaders. That it, it'll happen on its own, and it'll be organic. Because, um, personally, I love the man. I mean, how could you not, like, if, if a real man, uh, how could you not relate to someone like that? <clears throat> yeah, he, he watches every morning, so I'm sure he's cheering a, a, as you're saying this. We looked at some of the polls for Trump over, uh, over Biden in the battleground states. In 2020, it was 8%. Now in 2023, he has 22%. And that's just not black men. So uh, election, the election is right around the corner. If you had the opportunity to talk to the former president, I'm sure he's watching right now. What would you tell him? Call me. I'm myself, old man. I'll stop for Trump. <laughs> I'll stop for Trump. He's ready. Mark, uh, he sees I, I'm it. fascinated by you. Why, why did you end up leaving Black Lives Matter? Or are you still affiliated with it? No, 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 I'm still affiliated with it um, all day. It, because the thing about it is I'm, my message that I preach and, and, and that I tout is unity. It's a message of unity. It's unity-driven. I want to bring together all the marginalized groups from the, the margins and bring them to the center because we're stronger together as a, as a one nation, under, uh, indivisible under God. Yeah. Mark Fisher, I, I think all Americans can go with a message of unity. You know... <laughs> Black Lives Matter, the organization, that whole movement, only exists because of the lawlessness that the Democrats allow in their communities that they love so much. If these inner cities were Republican-run and law enforcement was embraced and allowed to do its job, I don't think you would have ever seen Black Lives Matter come to fruition. And they were fueled, fueled by white liberals and black politicians who never lived in poverty. So, I think... It's important to see black leaders coming out, black influential people come out. And as this guy says, stump for Trump, because they see what the Democrats are doing. It's, it's important. I, I think it's, and I'm, again, I'm for it. I don't care the color of your skin, your political ideology, where you stand, what you've protested. If you're going to have an epiphany and see the light and realize the evil of the left, realize the hypocrisy of the left, realize that blacks have been exploited by the Democrats for decades and decades and decades and used as useful idiots, then so be it. Good. You're, you're waking up. You're waking up. But the DeSantards will turn around and say, oh, he should not accept that endorsement. Well, of, 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 
if if he turned around, if Donald Trump turned around and said, I reject this guy, Mark Fisher's endorsement, the founder of the Rhode Island chapter of Black Lives Matter, the DeSantards would be out there with photos of Donald Trump in a clan hood. And that's exactly what's happening to Ron DeSantis because they're, they're now saying, well, no, you, you shouldn't accept because they're black. I mean, you could look at it as many ways as you want. It's, uh, bring it. He's a, apparently he's an influential leader, black leader. Will he open more eyes to the fact that the Democrats are taking advantage of us? We need to move on. Donald Trump has done more for the black community than most. Like he said, take 20, 30 minutes and do a deep dive into Donald Trump and his past and what he's done for communities, New York City, inner city. What he's done, random acts of goodness and kindness for blacks, and then make a decision. It's important. And yeah, if he's polling 22%, that's great. I just say 12 to 15% of the black vote, it's historic, and he, and he, and he wins. He wins. They were, Newsmax was running around the Bronx. This is a, so this is a news clip, but it was a meme was made out of it by Phantom Shadow from the meme team. But they were uh, running around the, the, uh, the Bronx, Bronx, New York, like the bluest of blue in New York City. AOC's district. AOC's having a problem in her district. People are calling her out. People are coming out against her. And now... Donald Trump is gaining support of people in the Bronx, blacks, where you've never, you've never seen anything like this before in the Bronx. President Trump is gaining traction with voters of color, even younger voters. So I came to the Bronx to put a face on the numbers, and I was shocked by what I heard on the streets. Uh, bring back Trump. Tell me why. Oh, we want, oh, we want, we have money. We have money when Trump was president. Free my son Trump. Free my son Trump. Trump 2024, everybody. I will vote for Trump if he runs. Because I feel like it was much better when he was here financially for everybody, not just me, for everybody. I'm definitely going for Donald Trump. He made sure we had money in our pockets. <laughs> when Trump was president, my life was good. E Economical-wise, I was doing so much better. They're saying it's going to be Biden Trump, so who will you vote for? Oh, I ain't going to lie. I'm going to have to go for Trump. Sorry. I'm going to vote for Trump. 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 Here, let me see. Who are you voting for? Trump. <laughs> Why are they all voting for Trump? Why are they all voting for Trump? Because they were financially better off. And that's a big thing in these marginalized communities is what their bottom line is because they struggle every day because they are at the peril of Democrats who take care, who take advantage of them and say, we'll take care of you. We're the government. We will take care of you and make sure you have everything you need. They're not taking care of them. They give them, a, they give them just enough. Here's a taste, like a, like the drug dealer. You wanna, you wanna taste. Here, have a taste, cause you're gonna come back for more. You're gonna come back to us, and then we control you. The Democrats treat black people 
the Democrats treat every minority as useful idiots and as if they are drug addicts. Like, hey, we got you hooked. You'll come back to us. We'll give you a little taste, and then you'll vote for us. That's the only thing the Democrats have. Their policies suck. It's either intimidation, it's lies. When you have people in the Bronx out in the street saying they're voting for Trump because they were financially better off because of Trump's policies in the economy, that's it. Psychiatric. We don't need, I mean, your 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 whole what do you what is this? A whole lesson? Trump means to deceive, MAGA means wish with in Latin, vote warlock. How about this? How about go vote, go fuck yourself? Get rid of him. I'm telling you all your shit. I don't really care about your lessons. Your name says it all. Just can you please get rid of him? I I I don't need it. I I, I just I you're probably a cutard. You're probably sitting in mommy's basement playing fucking video games, stuffing your face with hot pockets. It's it, just go away. Thank you. I fucking hate cutards, man. God. I can't stand these people. They're like, they are a cancer. R- truthfully. I've been so, I've been, I'm, I'm becoming so bitter on the cutards that I, I feel like I, I might hate them more than some liberals because they're so fucking toxic on everything we're actually trying to do. I, I swear it's a leftist psyop. I swear it's a fucking leftist psyop. Q. With the Q drops. Trust the plan. Jerk me off. How about that? They, they, they really make me boil inside. And that people actually were allowed themselves to be duped by these morons. But look at all the stuff that came true. Stop. Just stop. Selective predicting and oh look, it's just stop. Yeah, most of them don't vote. Hundred percent. I'd say most of the cutards don't vote because uh, they're afraid of sunlight. They don't want to leave their house. They're afraid of sunlight, and then they just want to black pill everybody. I have as much use for black pillars as I have use. For liberals, I have zero use. If you're a black pillar, I will fucking attack you. I will attack you more than I'll attack a liberal. At least a liberal, it just, they're involved a little bit more, even though they're, they're complete idiots. And they come out and they get involved and they vote. We, we're just going to sit home and sit on some fucking Q message board, whatever the hell it's called. 4chan, whatever the hell that is. It sounds like a Chinese restaurant. Yeah, I'm going over to 4chan. All right, give me some chicken and broccoli. I don't, I don't get it. I don't care. I don't care. Two drops. I don't care. It's fake and gay. It's stupid. It's stupid. And you're going to sit there and you're going to get duped and you're going to get your fucking rabbit holes. Get me a shovel and get me my white rabbit ears. Fuck off. I don't care. I want no part of it. Do something. Don't vote. You're a slave to society. What are you doing? They're all the same. What's the solution, retard? What's the solution, retard? I don't vote. Fuck you. All right, I'm good.
cat and broccoli. Meow. I'm good. They really just piss me off. As much as these people. Look at this. Unhinged DC judge, Beryl Howell. We. This is the same judge with Jack Smith, with the with the warrants and the the flight risk and all that bullshit. Assisting Jack Smith in his political assassination of Donald Trump goes on toxic Trump-hating rant in public speech. This judge, who is supposedly a female, but looks like a, a bad George Washington impersonator. Let's we're gonna go right to the video. Let's go right, let's go right to the video of this lady. Hold on. An activist judge who greenlighted Jack Smith's request to compile data on Trump supporters. The story on her gets worse and worse. Judge Beryl Howell, who spearheaded the judiciary's response to January 6th, reportedly warned in a speech last night that the country is creeping toward authoritarianism. According to Politico, she said January 6th was based on the big lies, sounds like MSNBC, and quoted a Boston College historian who said big lies are springboards for authoritarians. Now, how can President Trump expect to receive a fair trial here? Of course he can't. And why should this rank partisan be allowed to oversee any aspect of any case involving anyone in Trump world? So what are the remedies here? for Trump and others. Joining me now, Fox News contributor Saul Weisenberg, former deputy independent counsel, and Mike Davis, founder and president of the Article 3 Project. Now, Mike, let's start with you. To be fair, you know, this is nothing new for Judge Howell. She has a history of, of using charge language when speaking about January 6th. She once referred to the protest as about the most fascistic thing she'd ever seen and saying it was more like a mob that was like the Nazis and the fascists that day. Uh, Mike, what's the recourse for the Trump team here? Yeah, that's a very good question. She is a highly partisan actor. She's an Obama they judge. Are. She used to work as a Democrat staffer on the Senate Judiciary Committee for the chairman, Patrick Leahy. She was a former federal prosecutor with Loretta Lynch and Andrew Weissman. She co-authored a legal paper with Andrew Weissman from the Mueller probe. She supervised the Mueller probe. She's been the harshest sentencer of January 6th defendant. She even pressured the DOJ to sentence them more harshly. She seized a congressman's phone, which was overturned by the DC circuit. She made Trump's attorneys turn over attorney-client privilege records and didn't give them time to appeal before she made them turn them over. And now she's going after Twitter with an illegal warrant with Jack Smith to get all these records that the government is not entitled to have. She is a left-wing activist. Saul, I mean, this is why Justice Scalia believed that these roving, independent, special prosecutors were constitutionally problematic, correct? I mean, there's no oversight. There's no real accountability here. But is there any recourse at all for the Trump team, given these comments made by her and some of the previous comments about how Trump's a flight risk and, and all these other ridiculous comments she's made. The, there's very little recourse when you realize that they're, they're within the, the DC US District Court system. The I can't swamp. stress enough, Laura, how uh, dangerous this is 
You know, the independent judiciary is the crown jewel of the American system. And when a judge doesn't, can't, can't shed her, his or her political role, it does tremendous damage uh, to that. You know, I clerked for a judge on the Second Circuit, J. Daniel Mahoney. He was co-founder of the New York State Conservative Party that got Al D'Amato elected and James Buckley elected. But when he went on the Second Circuit, that ended. He never gave a speech of any kind that was in any way political. You have to realize All these Democrat this when judge, you put on the robe. Do it, though. She's, she's made a number of very, what I consider, inappropriate comments. And I think the, just bringing it to the public's attention, public shaming, filing any motion that you can uh, is, is, you know, the, rec the, the most realistic recourse you have right now. Now, Mike Politico um, said, this is back in 2021, that Judge Howell believed that the feds were being too lenient against January 6th defendants, saying that charges against some might under understate the gravity of their actions because the chaos they contributed diverted police from more threatening members of the crowd. Uh, Mike, she's out for, you know, blood, legally speaking. You know, what, what, what does that say for Trump's case there in D.C.? Well, there's no chance that President Trump is going to get a fair trial in D.C. She supervised the grand jury proceedings. She railroaded him, as we discussed, by making his attorney turn over notes. She threatened Twitter and said that if Twitter—Twitter uh, Twitter couldn't even tell Trump that, she, that Jack Smith was getting his records because he was supposedly a flight risk, like he was going to escape from—Trump was going to escape from his Secret Service— Which they know that they lied about. That had come out. That that was inaccurate information on Jack Smith's part. I'm done with this. This, this judge supervised the the grand jury proceedings. Granted, not the sitting judge for his his trial in D.C., but it doesn't matter because that that judge is the same, if not worse, as far as her her bias. So D.C. fair trial not going to happen. She's going to speak publicly. The judge, the current judge Chutkin, has has sentenced January six defendants more time than what the prosecution was actually asking for. Unhinged leftist judge. Um, how the how these judges are allowed to be involved in this case is 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 wild, and they don't care. It's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Um, she spearheaded the judiciary's response to January 6th and, uh, in, in a speech just, so this article came out, uh, yesterday. So two days ago, literally at a speech, warned her audience, audience that the country is creeping toward authoritarianism because of Donald Trump and his big lie. And she's still allowed to be involved in the proceedings in D.C. It's crazy. Yeah. All right, feds, leave a comment. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's crazy. <laughs> when will Washington's radiation levels decrease to safe levels for living there? January Sixers detonated a lot of nukes and killed millions. Worse than world. So January Six was worse than the Civil War, Pearl Harbor. 10 9-11s all at once. Yeah, whatever.
All right. Let's get into something cool. Remember when we talked about the nine-year-old Chiefs fan who was accused of being a racist because that ridiculous reporter uh, literally only showed the one side of his face that was painted black and not the other side that was painted red? Well, then we realized the story was getting even better because not only was he just a Kansas City Chiefs fan, his whole family is, they go to the games, half red, half black. Nothing racist about it at all. And then, hold on, my, my phone keeps vibrating a pain in the ass. I'm done with it. Idiots in this group chat that I'm in. So then it turns out he was a, his family is Native American. Native American. His grandfather is on the, uh, the board of governors of some uh, Indian tribe. Well, Finally, him and his dad speak out. The nine-year-old Chiefs fan Holden Armenta speaks out for the first time against false blackface, cultural appropriation accusations by the racist deadspin journalist, whose name is Karen, by the way, black guy named Karen. I love Dan Bongino did his show. He painted his face half red and half black, and it was great. And I believe the Kansas City Chiefs were, or they were encouraging fans the next game to come in 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 black and uh and red face in the Kansas City Chiefs colors. We're gonna go there. He is. That's the that's literally the Karen. His name is Karen Phillips. Karen, you imagine you're a man and your name is Karen. They just added an extra R in there for whatever flair that's supposed to be. Karen who mistakenly accused the child of racial insensitivity. He didn't make a mistake. He did it on purpose. He saw an opportunity to get his name out there. Even if he knew, even if he knew it would blow up in his face, which he knew at some point it would have, but that's okay because any publicity is good publicity. Bad, good, it really doesn't matter. If you're being, a if you're being talked about and you're trending, that means people that are going to agree with you are going to see you and follow you and enable you and embolden you. And then you just have to take the bad with the good. It's a fact in, in anything, in anything. Bad publicity is good publicity. So he was on him and his dad. This is video. Here it is. They were on, uh, who are they on with? Oh, Jesse Waters. And I have not watched this yet. Let's bring in Holden Armenta and his father, Bubba. So Bubba, what was going through your mind the second you found out your son had been targeted like this? Um, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a pretty crazy couple of days. Um, I was mad, upset, upset for him. Um, mad that he's upset he's um he's pretty devastated i mean he's, he's nine videos and everything posted he's excited he's all over it's, it was his dream to get on the jumbotron and i've had family and friends call and oh we saw you on on uh sunday night football so he's excited but then everything else came up and it's uh, been a little bit of a spiral Holden, how are you feeling right now? Um, it's okay because a lot of 
kids at school are getting excited, but it's starting to get me a little nervous because <laughs> if they go a little bit overboard, it's a little scary. I bet it's scary. It can be a very overwhelming experience. How has the community been in terms of support? Um, okay. So far. Good. And you're a football guy, right? Don't you have practice in a few yeah. minutes? Yeah, yeah. We're getting ready to head out the door for all-star practice. What position do you play? Wide receiver and free safety. That's amazing. And how big of a Chiefs fan are you? Really big. As you and can tell. Because we went to the Raiders Chiefs game last year, too. Nice. And what does it mean now that you're feeling all this love from Chiefs Nation? Everyone's going to be wearing red and black on their faces next Sunday. Really good. I can't wait so to see Bubba, it. He, he, he asked me 10 minutes. He asked me 10 minutes ago if he can paint his face before we go live. <laughs> <laughs> he should have. He should have. I mean, he can do whatever he wants. He's a, he's a great patriot, he's a great American, and he's a great fan, and everybody loves Holden. But it, Karen over at Deadspin doesn't. Bubba, would you like an apology? What would you like from Karen at Deadspin? You know, I, I don't even want, know what to think about that. It's kind of... I don't want nothing, for that. you should say. Nothing from that guy. Um, Fuck him. The damage is already done. It's, you know, worldwide. Now there's comments all over there's you know disrespect towards native americans and towards my family um we never in any way shape or form meant to disrespect any native americans or any tribe and you, you didn't um the tribe we're from doesn't even wear that type of headdress um we it this specific headdress is is a, a novelty piece it's a it's a costume piece that's a, exactly what we had purchased it for and, and wore it for. Not in any disrespect towards any Native Americans at all. And um, Don't defend just, yourself for that. It's been a whirlwind of, of comments coming either even from, from other tribes, from tribal members. Um, some think it's okay. Some think it's not okay. Um, it's a nine-year-old boy supporting his team. People are too fucking and you're sensitive, be man. You're wearing the black and the red in, I guess, every Sunday for as long as you're alive. I bet, Holden. Yep. Forever, huh? Good. Who's your favorite player on the Chiefs? Patrick Mahomes. Uh, kids my tuned Eagles in, man. Your Chiefs a couple weeks back. Um, I uh, mean, you, you guys did beat us in the Super Bowl, but I think we're going to see you again in the Super Bowl. Yeah. That'll be good, huh? Now, if, we, if, we, if we're back in the Super Bowl together, the Eagles and the Chiefs, you want to have a little bet, Holden? Yeah. All right, we'll do, we'll do a bet. And uh, if the Chiefs win, you're going to get something very special. And if the Eagles win, we'll figure that out. How's that sound? Yeah. All right, can I get a chop? There you go. <laughs> Holden Bubba, we love you guys. Jesse Waters, you're a racist. Good luck for the rest of the season until... Racist, racist Jesse Waters. You did the chop on Fox News. You should be deplatformed and canceled. And I hope to God that these people get a great lawyer and they sue the shit. The shit out of this cuck.
Carol, whatever the fuck his name is, Karen, Karen Phillips, Karen Phillips and Deadspin. Sue him, sue Deadspin, and every single media outlet that ran with this story and painted this nine-year-old as a racist go after them all. Sandman, Sandman their ass. Get his lawyer. Just enough of this attacking a nine-year-old. It's just, it, it's ridiculous. It's crazy. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to skip this one because I don't really care. I wanted to just touch on our <laughs> commander-in-chief, the joke, Joe Biden and his Bidenomics complete failure. The Bidenomics bust because nothing is nothing is cheaper. Can someone please tell me what's cheaper right now than it was two years ago? It's 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 there's nothing cheaper. At least near me, there's nothing cheaper. It's the same. It's leveled out as the same. The gas prices fluctuate. Oh, it's down ten cents one day, then it's up fifteen cents the next day. And there's no consistency. But according to this retard, this corpse walking around the West Wing, Biden says that prices are still too high, so companies should just lower them. This is Bidenomics, people. So if I have to buy something at wholesale that's already more than what it was under Donald Trump, if I have to buy something wholesale at $5 for the item, and I'm going to sell that item retail for $8, let's just say, $3 profit, right? Whatever the item is. I can't lower my, uh, my, my price is staying the same because my wholesale price is staying the same. If my wholesale price drops significantly, then I can lower the price on the retail end of it if I want. I mean, if people are buying it at the same retail price, I'm just going to increase my profit margin and lower my wholesale price. I mean, that's just business. But no, Joe Biden wants now me to take that what I'm selling at $8 and sell it for $6.50, but still pay the same wholesale price for that item and not pass along the increase due to inflation, demand, supply chain issues onto the consumer, but still have to pay all the necessary uh, taxes. <laughs> This, this, is, this is now the plan of Bidenomics, which they're not saying anymore. He's, he's not using the term Bidenomics anymore in the last few speeches about the economy. They've realized that, that, that it just it didn't work. It's, it's not working. Bidenomics sucks. Biden says that prices are still too high, so companies should just lower them. Joe Biden has apparently noticed that the price of everything is much higher on his watch than a few years ago. <laughs> He's now asking sellers to just lower their prices. Just, just lower your prices. You don't need to make money as businesses. You don't need to feed your families. 
As a viral commercial once said, that's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. And it's true. It's not how it works. It's if inflation is going to uh, affect me as the retailer, because my wholesaler is raising the prices on me, I have to now pass that price increase on to my customers at the retail level. That's just economics, retards. Companies don't lower prices just because inflation is politically inconvenient for the president and his party in an election year. Biden says price is too high, ASL sells to lower them after 18% inflation. 18% inflation. Biden admits prices are too high, but blames sellers for 18% inflation. I mean, could you just lower your prices? We know the prices are still too high for many things. The times are still too tough for too many families. 81 years old. This is what he's saying. We've made progress, but we have more work to do. You've made no progress. Regress. Let me be clear. To any corporation has not brought their prices, to any corporation that has not brought their prices back down, even as inflation has come down, inflation has not come down for wholesalers, for retailers. Even supply chains have been rebuilt. It's, now, it's time to stop price gouging and give the American consumer a break. Price gouging. Granted, there are some people out there that price gouge even when the economy was great. Of course, you see it everywhere. But you see a tremendous majority amount of businesses struggling. The people aren't coming into the stores to buy the products because the, the prices went up. Because the wholesale price went up. This moron is trying to paint the picture that businesses' wholesale prices have dropped. Talk to the wholesalers. If the supply chain is rebuilt, okay, and inflation has come down, then talk to the wholesalers to drop their prices, if that's the case, so that the retail end can buy wholesale cheaper so that we can sell cheaper retail to the customers. Bidenomics. Is it too late for him to take a, like a basic economics course? Basic economics. It doesn't take a brain. It doesn't take a well-trained economist to realize how this works and how it doesn't work. Joe Biden literally thinks Just businesses should just <clears throat> take the losses willingly, just take the losses to offset the impact of inflation that he created due to his policy. After you spent 15, 20% more on your Thanksgiving dinner get togethers, while he spent Thanksgiving at his billionaire donor's house, was at Nantucket on the water in his $39 million estate. They don't care about you. You're beneath them. Gas prices, they say, are down $1.70 from their peak. It's all bullshit. They are not. Airfare's down 13%. That's a lie. Literally, we're trying to book airfare for relatives. And last week... The price, I forgot what the price was, but now 
This week, they doubled because we're getting closer to the holidays, to Christmas. Just, just stop. Nothing about this administration makes sense. Nothing. And they realize it because, look, things have gotten so bad that even Joe Biden is now running away from the term Bidenomics. They know they failed at this. But they're going to double down. They're just going to leave out the term, and they're going to try to convince their retard base that prices are lower. It's the business's fault. And that, that'll end up going into... If mom and pops can't lower their prices, then go to the big box stores because they were there for you during COVID because we allowed it. Go to them. Go shop online because they would love nothing more than to annihilate every mom and pop business in the country. They don't want mom and pop businesses because they don't want middle class. They want extreme rich, extreme poor. Go to the big box stores and spend your money there. Because maybe the big box stores are able to lower their prices a little bit because they're big box stores. Democrats hate mom and pop businesses. If you're not a large, large, tremendous, tremendous corporation, big box, they don't care about you because you have no use for them. They have, they have no use for the, for the businesses, Democrats. In October, it was reported that Democrats were fretting over the use the term Bidenomics because they feared it was backfiring. Because it is backfiring, and it backfired bigly the first time it was those words were uh, that word was uttered. Now even Sleepy Joe himself is running away from the word. Democrats know that the public is not happy about the economy, and a word like Bidenomics just reminds everyone that Joe is responsible for the pain that everyone's feeling. But the businesses just lower their prices willy-nilly, just lower their prices and take the loss. Fox News reports Biden distances himself from Bidenomics phrase he used for months as public sentiment remains sour. With less than a year until Election Day, President Biden appears to have abandoned the unpopular phrase Bidenomics in his public speeches and NBC news report found. Since June, President Joe Biden had been freely peppering the word Bidenomics into his speeches and remarks, mentioning the economy on social media. Look, Bidenomics at work. And they would show some ridiculous graph that made no sense to what was actually happening to American families. 101 times, to be exact, the report said. In doing so, he was attaching his name to a to a set of administration policies that most Americans don't believe had worked, according to recent polling. And that is why you have blacks in the Bronx saying they're going to support Donald Trump because, well, their bottom line was better because they're financially struggling. Because when they go to the grocery store, every penny counts. And now those pennies have turned into dollars. Fox News poll from mid-November found 78% of voters rate the economy negatively, and the majority feel the worst isn't over. Inflation was the top concern with the majority of those surveyed, but only 29% of voters approved of Biden's handling of the issue, while 69% said they disapproved. Black Friday said it all. I haven't seen any reports of sales for Black Friday of these big corporations and stuff. The only thing I saw was that Obviously, there was over 214,000 gun background checks, so a lot of guns were purchased. But people were – who was it? Someone in the chat was saying that their wife was sent home from BJ's. They were showing uh, videos of, of shopping malls on Black Friday that were, that were empty. 
I can't believe it. Black Friday and the stores are empty. And then, of course, they're cracking the case in the deal where Black Friday is a scam anyway because people are walking into Target. Oh, look, it's a $480 black sale TV for Black Friday. And then behind it, because they're too lazy to remove it, oh, look, regular sale, same, same price. Same price. Somebody finally told Biden that Biden, Bidenomics is, is not working. Don't say it anymore. <clears throat> but even Democratic strategists for a long time were telling the White House that the messaging on the economy, it's not working. It's not going to change voters' minds. They all have sour feelings about the economy. You have to move on from it. And finally, they're moving on from it. But the seed is planted. The plant has grown. The economy sucks under Joe Biden. It sucks under Joe Biden. Grocery prices grew in some places by 25% in less than four years. And in the four years before that, we're lucky if we saw them go up 1% or 3%. And if you look at Bidenomics, the way, the way it's been working, the cost of barely getting by just keeps going up. Wow. Well, you know, sorry, sorry, Sally, but we can't afford your dance class anymore because, well, we have to feed you. We have to make sure, because the, the winter's coming, we have to make sure we can pay for the heating oil and get locked into our heating contract and have the oil delivered that has now gone up $1.75 a gallon than we normally pay. So they say CBS News says American families must spend an extra $11,434 a year just to maintain the same standard of living. They had in January of 2021, $11,000 a year. That would be a tremendous annual raise for someone, a promotion at work. I got a promotion. I'm getting an extra 11 grand a year. Now people have to pay that to maintain the same standard of living without a promotion at work because they're, they, they're not getting a promotion, but they have to pay an $11,000 more just to have the same standard of living as January 2021. That's because Bidenomics has crushed Americans and continues to crush Americans. So we're just not going to use Bidenomics anymore. We're going to change it now. We're going to say that the, it's the business's fault because we have rebuilt supply chains and that the economy that we inherited, a, 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 a economy in a tailspin, they love that word, from the Trump administration because of COVID, we fixed it. And it's going to take time. Just stop. Just stop already. You know what they're worried about, the Democrats? Here. Segue right into our next story. You know what they're worried about? They're worried about protecting pedophiles. Because that's all Democrats are these days. They're pedophile protectors. Why? What are they hiding? Democrat, or oh, one of my favorite Democrat senators, Dick Durbin, Trump hater, garbage, probably has had sex in grimy hotel rooms with barely legal 
or not legal little Twinkie boys. Doesn't want anyone to find out. Blocks Senator Marsha Blackburn's motion to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight records. Who in their right mind in government would publicly want to block a subpoena for one of the most famous, prolific pedophile predators? Anything that has to do with him is flight records. Why would you... Why would you want to block that? Why would anyone want to go out of their way and say, no, we have to block it. We can't do it. Like you only have a certain amount of subpoenas you can use. Like where are my deer hunters where you get the tags for deer season? You're only allowed a certain amount of deers. We're only allowed a certain amount of subpoenas and we cannot go after the biggest pedophile predator. We can't do it. it, it, it we can't have. Sorry, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. We can't do it. We can't go go after Jeffrey Epstein's flight records because we're afraid to for everyone to see who's really on them. Hmm. Earlier this month, I, I had played it, I think, on the morning show. Earlier this month, Senator Marsha Blackburn from Tennessee announced that she had filed a subpoena demanding the release of flight logs associated with the late pedophile financier Jeffrey Epstein, a figure notorious for his connections with high-profile individuals in human trafficking and sexual abuse of minors. Blackburn has set her sights on the private flight logs of the late Jeffrey Epstein. Let's watch the video. Oh, look, Lady G. Lady G. <clears throat> Mr. You, Chairman, Senator. I seek recognition. Senator Blackburn. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I think we all know what this is about, and uh, you all have been after Justice Thomas. We are fully aware of this. And I, I think that um, the whole charade is truly disgusting. Now, if we go back to the Dobbs leak, and I'm one of those, I'd like to know who the leaker is. Oh, they know who it and is. And I'd like to know why they did it. But since that leak, our Supreme Court justices especially Thomas, Alito, Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, Barrett, they have been subjected to threats on their lives. Their families have been subjected to threats on their lives. And yet, this is what you and Senator Whitehouse are choosing to focus on, is a discrediting of the court. And we know what this is about. We should be talking about protections for the court. I, I think that it appears that what you're doing is you're going after them because right now you don't agree with some of the decisions that are coming out of the court. Yep. So That's instead of letting them exercise and fulfill their jobs, what they're required to do. What are you doing? Do You're going time. after a way to delegitimize the court as an institution. Tennesseans know this. We see it. But, you know, Senator Graham mentioned Justice Sotomayor. Now, this summer, what we learned was that over the years, her staff has pressured public institutions to buy her books. And these books and her book deals have earned her $4 million. And I haven't heard you mention that. None of you 
have mentioned that. You don't want to talk about that, nor have you mentioned the fact that she refused to recuse herself from not one, but two copyright infringement cases concerning her book publisher. No, that's okay. You clearly don't want to talk about that one either. So I have filed an amendment issuing a subpoena to Justice Sotomayor's staff Good. who helped to sell her books as well as to her book publisher so we can fully understand the backstory of these deals. And since we're in the business of <laughs> issuing subpoenas now, I love it. here are a few more that I filed. A subpoena to Jeffrey Epstein's estate <laughs> to provide the flight logs for his private plane. Given the numerous allegations of human trafficking and sexual abuse surrounding Mr. Epstein, I think it is very important that we identify everybody that was on that plane and how many trips they took on that plane and the destinations to which they arrived. I've also filed a subpoena authorizing Secretary Becerra to come before this committee and explain to us how HHS and the Office of Refugee Resettlement has lost track of 85,000 The things children. we should be looking into. In addition, that number is I filed a subpoena now. to compel the Biden DOJ to provide all documentation about their disastrous decision to terminate the successful China initiative. That was a program. So it, it goes on for another few minutes. The, 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 the main part of this is that they are blocking the subpoena specifically for the Jeffrey Epstein flight logs. And she's pointing out the left's two tiers of justice crusade. So she put out yesterday a tweet. Senator Durbin, Dick Durbin, blocked my request to subpoena Jeffrey Epstein's flight logs. What are the Democrats trying to hide? Why can't we find why are they blocking us to find out the names of every person who participated in Jeffrey Epstein's human traffic ring? Why? Liz Croak, and a columnist known for her stories on Pizzagate, suggesting that high-profile individuals were involved in a try in a child trafficking ring. We know that that's that's a fact. They just busted up some high-profile uh, one out of the, out of China that was operating in Massachusetts and Virginia that supposedly they're going to release the names of the elected officials and high-profile individuals and scientists and doctors who are on that list, but we haven't seen anything yet. There are members of Congress who rape children. Some are involved in Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking ring, while others are blackmailed or compromised in other ways. There should be an investigation to any member of Congress blocking the request to subpoena Epstein's flight logs. One. 100%. There are members of Congress who rape children. And they want to block it. Why do they want to block it? Senator Dick Durbin, big Trump hater. When are we going to look into him and any member of Congress who's against the release of the flight logs and the client list. 
we have a better chance of getting nuked because we provoked it under the Biden administration. They will blow up the world before they allow the Epstein client list and private flight logs out into the public. They will literally blow up the world. That is a fucking fact. Fact. It's wild. It's wild. I had a few other things. I'm actually going to save them because they're not like time sensitive. I'm going to save them for Monday. Because it's Freedom Friday, almost two hours. And uh, we're going to leave it there. I want you all to have a great weekend. I'm hoping that most of you will join me on LFA TV at 3 o'clock Eastern for America First Live. We've got some stuff over there we're going to chat about. And then I'll be live tonight, 8.30 p.m. for Freedom Friday with my co-host, James Curry, where we'll be rapping about everything that's been going on. We haven't done a Freedom Friday episode at night in about three weeks. So we'll be there. We'll do memes of the week and some other stuff. Hit the thumbs up. Please keep smashing the thumbs up. I'm learning a little bit more about the Rumble algorithm being over at LFA TV. They talk about it in a chat group that I'm in. And the, the thumbs up really, 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 really helps. If you're coming in to watch the show, whether you're watching the entire show or not, hit the thumbs up. It really helps, really helps the algorithm propel the show. I know Job's dead. You're all disappointed. You're probably working 180 hours today and you need something. Well, I will be back at 3 p.m. Eastern, like I said, on LFA TV. And I'll be back tonight, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. All right, 3 p.m. Eastern, LFA TV today. 8.30 p.m. Eastern, right back here for Freedom Friday. Three shows every Tuesday and Friday. Ugh, wild. Whatever. The evening shows are fun. Easy. Smash the like button. Drop a comment in the comments section of your Fed where they live forever. Please put a comment where it lives forever, where you're from. Tell me whatever you want to tell me. You know, get fucked, emojis, whatever. That helps too. The comments and the thumbs up. And you guys are always doing a great job doing that. I will be live again today, LFA TV for America First Live, 3 p.m. Eastern. This will be completing the first full week of that show. They changed up the lineup a little bit. I'm still at 3 p.m. and they'll be adding shows and doing a lot of things after the first of the year. So it's some pretty awesome stuff going on over there. All right, everybody. Have a great weekend. If I don't see you on any of the other shows, I will be back Monday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern, right here on MAGA Mornings. MAGA hat stays on always. I'll see you later. When he salutes the flag, the flag salutes back. When he questions the outcome of an election, the DOJ indicts itself. When he sneezes, people say, God bless America. Cuba imports cigars from him. He is the most patriotic man in America. I don't always smoke cigars, but when I do, I smoke patriots. Stay MAGA, my friends. Mm, my favorite. Can I get one of those? No, Bill. We all know what you like to do with cigars. Patriot Cigars. A premium smoke for freedom-loving patriots. The Patriot Cigar Company's story started with Alan Jacoby's love of cigars and love of America. There's no better way to celebrate the freedoms we cherish than smoking a premium Patriot Cigar. Whether it's TNTs, Moabs, Hellfires, or Mark 48 torpedoes, 
All Patriot cigars are handmade and blended with 100% long filler premium Nicaraguan tobacco to bring you the smoothest smoking experience imaginable. Patriot cigars are enjoyed by many of MAGA's finest. Do yourselves a favor and order some today. God bless America and God bless Patriot cigars.